Greetings and salutations, my fellow DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operation directors, and all the other varieties of storytellers. This is your DM, Bill, and it's time for another DM Quick Tip. I like to go over that magical role called Critical Hit. It's one of the greatest moments for a player, the special fraction of time during combat when the skills and prowess of the player character is on display, the nat 20. As the spectacle unfolds, all in attendance marvel at their fellow players' good fortune and then begin to pick up their dice and slowly tumble them in their hands. You know what I'm talking about. You might even be doing the same thing up there at the head of the table without even realizing it. The players are now quite anxious for a chance to possibly roll a similar outcome, congratulating the awesome roll and smiling, saying, dude, touch my dice, as if the luck is transferable. There are few things that will charge up a table like a player with hot dice. And get ready to mark the calendar if a second player begins dropping those devastating critical hits. The crowd goes wild. No worries. You're ready for this. Contingencies are in place. This isn't your first rodeo as DM. Drop in a few more monsters from the sideline so they all have a chance to beat up on something. Bump up the bad guy's hit points a little so the encounter can last just a bit longer. Lob in a low-level spell or two from the little dude who was hiding behind the corner. That should do it. The party will be victorious and no harm or foul. Grand time had by all. Now let's flip the script, shall we? As the Game Master, you have tried to devise a campaign for maximum entertainment and a level of challenge that will keep the players coming back game after game. The game night has been carefully plotted, so the storyline continues along a loosely pre-described flow. Give or take the inevitable sidetrack now and then, each encounter ready to highlight the talents and skills of at least one of the characters giving them a chance to shine and bask in the spotlight, soaking in the praise. No, adoration of everyone blessed to be present. And yes, you have prepared for your contrarian, who will any moment head off to only the gods know where just because. And if you're a new DM and not quite sure what I just referred to, check out episode number four. That'll clear it up for you. At this point, when at least two of the three fates have decided to screw with you, and I don't mean your wild card suddenly wanted to dance with the big bad, or the thespian who is convinced that she can charm the gelatinous cube. No, no, no. Because, unbeknownst to any present, you are now the recipient of otherworldly powers. Before your very eyes, the simple set of multifaceted random number generators that gently rest in your hand will met out devastating and decisive terror. Hey, look, you rolled a natural 20 also. Isn't that cool? Rolling a critical hit now and again is indeed cool as hell, even for the dungeon master. But... What do you do if you roll too many crits against the party? Now the game could possibly be severely unbalanced. It's okay when the players roll natural 20s. After all, isn't that what you really want? Players dancing on the knife's edge between enthralling and boring as watching a vampiric cactus grow. Storyline's designed to keep the excitement level high. But if the game master rolls too many 20s, that could bring an awful lot of turmoil to the table. So how do you go about correcting this problem? So if you're a screener, you know what I mean and you know who you are. Your practice is to use a Dungeon Master screen. And then it's not really a problem at all. You simply fudge the numbers. Change your nat 20 to a regular hit, or a miss altogether. Crisis averted. But if you roll your dice out in the open, where everyone can see it, it'll be a lot harder to fudge those numbers. Not to worry. This old man's going to give you a few tricks. And these are the ones that I use to get around this issue. Now, there's a particular rule that has been removed from 5th edition in favor of the advantage-disadvantage rule. I'm referring to the called shot. In version 2.5, this rule can be found in the Dungeon Master's Guide on page 58, or in the Fighter's Handbook on page 65. 
The called shot increases the difficulty of a pinpoint attack. With a minus four to your hit roll, minus eight for a headshot, and a plus one to your initiative, but with the possible reward of a greater effect done by the strike. We no longer use this rule. In 5th edition, this would be equivalent to a disadvantage rule. But let's keep the spirit of the called shot alive, shall we? To start, instead of doubling the damage dice on the critical hit, just roll normal damage. Then I would impose a penalty on movement. Using the simple formula, a critical hit does not necessarily mean possible death. As the game master, you'll find several monsters or opponents of the player characters that can have a critical hit roll on 19 or 20. That's only a 5% increase in the possibility of a critical roll with each die, but it's still an increase. Those monsters often have multi-attack as well. Though it's not too likely, it is possible you could roll two critical hits on your multi-attack in a round. Now let's put together a quick scenario. With a D8 as your primary weapon and a D6 on your offhand, using the average of 6 for the D8 and 4 for the D6, plus proficiency and modifiers, you could do between 24 and 36 points of damage, or more, in a single round with those two critical hits. That's substantial for any character, including the Barbarian. If the character is unlucky enough to have this rolled a second time with an additional 24 to 36 points, you now have removed all the hit points for up to a 5th and possibly 6th level character. I think we can all agree it's not our ambition or will to outright destroy a character in two rounds. We need to find a way to redirect this damage in a way that furthers the story and continues to allow the player a chance to survive. Now, if you remember, I mentioned the called shot and reducing damage and adding restriction to movement. This is how I go about doing that. When a critical roll is thrown, instead of rolling the damage dice twice, then adding the bonuses, roll the damage as a normal hit and have their movement reduced to one half or maybe even zero, depending on the situation, the environment, the weapon used, and the type of opponent the character is contending with. For example, an arrow through the foot will cause substantial damage, but not enough to kill the character, critical hit or not. Even in an open area outside, there could always be a buried piece of wood, a root system of nearby vegetation, or hard clay that the arrow can stick into. Now the character's foot is pinned to the ground, or perhaps their arm or hand is now pinned to a wall or a tree. This leaves them with zero movement until the arrow is removed. The character is always at, also at disadvantage to attack, and advantage goes to the attacker. I sometimes impose the prone condition. Maybe using the grappling rules could even work as an option. Reflecting on the inability to move, or dodge any in incoming attacks. Keep in mind that removing the arrow or spear or spike tail is going to hurt and likely do more damage. But don't go nuts. Keep in mind you are not trying to kill him. Maybe half weapon damage only, no bonuses. Now what if you're using a bladed weapon? Instead of killing the character by removing their head or cleaving them in twain and spilling viscera all about the battleground with so much damage, once again, just deal out normal weapon damage. But... Now, this one's from my friend Jerome and the crew over at D20 The Curtain. Be sure to check them out. They're awesome. Ready, Jerome? Maim them. You heard me. Maim them. Remove a hand or foot. Administer a crippling blow to the shoulder or elbow. Maybe the knee. This will incapacitate the character in a way that they'll have to play through without killing them, but severely restraining their abilities. Better that than dead. Now you have a new direction for the group to go in. The recovery or restoration of a mangled party member, their body parts. If, as the DM, you're going to impose this kind of tactic, try to prepare something in advance. Build it into the preceding games. Drop subtle hints here and there. Not too often, or they might catch on that the upcoming misfortunes heading their way. 
Mention of the Healers College at the base of a hooked mountain or the old woman in the swamp that everyone goes to when no other medicine or spells will work. Don't just start lopping off body parts if you're not ready to deal with the pissed off player or his or her considerably less effective character. It may be harsh and grisly, but that's how this old man would do it. See you next time in the dojo.